0: to the newest episode of Tidal Alliance Live, a podcast produced by the Title Alliance team to highlight the latest trends shaping the real estate industry.
1: Hello, this is Jim Campbell, CEO of Title Alliance.
0: And Lindsay Smith, Chief Strategy Officer for Tidal Alliance. In this episode, we'll be discussing why strategic partnerships are vital in today's real estate climate and how they can give your company a competitive edge.
1: Outstanding. Let's get started. Let's go.
0: How about that? So, Jim, one of the things I was hoping we could educate our listeners on today is kind of what a joint venture is. So how would you sum that up for them?
1: Hmm. So sum it up in in a short uh, sentence or two. It's basically putting a business in a box and handling something for somebody, an opportunity where they want to go in and, and do a partnership, whether it's title or something else. And setting up the platform whereby they can participate without having, having to do all the work associated with it.
0: I love the concept of a business in a box. And I think that's a really great visual for our listeners to be able to, to picture a business when they open up a box.
1: Especially if you don't know yeah. how to put that box together.
0: Well, I mean, of course, if they don't put your, they know how to put that box together, it'd be helpful. And so that really brings me to my next question, which is why would somebody want to consider having this joint venture or a business in a box?
1: Yeah. I mean, generally speaking, the people... When they, when they go into the partnership business, um, we're specifically entitled, but the same concept applies to all. It's about somebody that wants to be in a particular area, but that's not their level of expertise. Um, generally, they'll wanna be there for a number of reasons. It's strategic, it's to help them grow their business, it's financial, it's control, it's a number of different items. Um, usually what happens is there, what I would say there's a host partner and they they're in, we'll say in this example, they're in the real estate business. They run a very large brokerage and they know that their real estate agents, they need to use a title company and they're dependent if they don't have this sort of affiliation to go use the outside world, some some outside provider, some some uh, vendor, or if you will. Um, in order to offset that, many of the folks that we see that want to come in, they'll go in and partner with somebody that specifically specializes in setting up companies and that's, in is what, what these type of companies do. They'll go in, they'll set up in a company. It's their job to be the managing partner of that company, and then let the host partner um, help support that, so they can work together and have a symbiotic relationship.
0: You're the analogy king over here, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try my feeble attempt here at analogies. One of the things we often say when we're talking to prospective candidates or people that are looking at this is you're already leasing title services. So why not actually have equity inside of a company? And that's an analogy that the real estate agents seem to really get because it's one they use often with their clients when they're trying to talk buyers into not leasing or renting an apartment, but rather buying a home so that they have that equity inside of it.
1: Well, you know, I think that's very fair. I mean, they're they're certainly going to have the equity. And we always ask people that when we go into business, um, we ask their perspective, like, why is in the beginning, why is this important to you? And it's it's, it's always it's always really comes down to two things. One, of course, there's a financial component. It takes a lot to run big, big businesses these days. Um, but number two, the biggest value that they'll see, especially as, as, the, as the operation matures a little bit, is having the control factor. It's a heck of a lot different to be able to go walk right down the hall and ask a question for somebody regarding your transaction versus going out and trying to pick up the telephone and hoping that person will or, or respond to an email from a third party. So what we try and do is we we try and combine the two, try and find a value. Um, There's the control, and then there's also the financial rewards that exist with it.
0: Absolutely. In our last episode, we talked a little bit about our vivid vision Mm -hmm. and what our expansion has looked like over the last five or six years, but we've been around a lot longer than five or six years. So talk to our listeners a little bit about our journey and how we've morphed over the years from what we were to what we are now.
1: Yeah, we're, we're an unusual case study, I, I do believe, uh, with our roots going back to 1948, which seems like it seems like an eternity ago. Um, but we really went through a number of different changes inside of our company where we were, were essentially the exact opposite of what we are today. And what we found in our area where home base for us is we're on the East Coast outside of Philadelphia. What we found is that in our space, the title insurance space, that people in uh, we're, we're gravitating towards going in and having these affiliations to having an equity tie to uh, having a financial reward and controlling the process. And when we when we really got into this space and it was it was actually in some ways it was by accident uh, whereby we just stumbled into our first relationship. And what we found was this is that we could not be the master of, 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 of two buckets. And what we found over time that we had to make a decision either we're going to be in the retail title insurance space or we we're going to be in something totally different, we were going to be in the partnership space. And as luck would have it, uh coincidence to, to there was an alignment at that time, we decided to go really go in, all in and double down and go into the partnership space. And so in 1983, we did exactly that. Um, our focus at that point in the beginning stages was just focus on businesses close to us in our uh, contiguous states and just build our operation. And we did that for many years. Uh, what we found in time was that we would gain a, what well, we feel a pretty good uh, level of traction inside of our local markets, that there was more waiting for this. And and about, just about six and, six and a half years ago, we were uh, approached by a gentleman who was a referral from one of our good partners. And he said, and, they, and, and he came to me and he said, you know, you know, I'd love to get into your space. I'd love to, I'd love to do a, a partnership, I think it would be great for, for all of our agents. And we really had a pause. And the pause was not that we didn't think this person was a great human being, the business opportunity was there. He says, here we are, this East Coast based company, we're gonna go establish a company 2,300 miles from here. And we're thinking, well, how how and why would we do that? And it was was just interesting how the relationship developed and and the person who we aligned herself was like, no, Jim, there's a lot more here than what you may think. And and we really took a blind leap of faith to go in and have that first relationship because we knew one would not be successful. And then what we found is exactly this. And we, and we fumbled around a bunch. In the beginning, we just probably made every mistake you could ever possibly make, uh, but we went in and we just kept we kept going, we kept fighting. And we found this, is that the market was incredibly receptive to this model. They wanted control and they didn't have it where they live. So we went, we made the commitment. We just, we just said, okay, this is what we need to do. And we committed ourselves and we still to this day every single month uh, with the exception of COVID, we're gonna go out there and make sure we build this business and help support the product that we promised today.
0: Absolutely, and and I've been with the company for almost 17 years and and you're going on 18 years yourself. So we haven't been here for the entire journey, but but a significant portion of it. Can you talk a little bit about some of the lessons that we've learned and best practices that we've adopted um, over the course of your tenure here and maybe even since the beginning?
1: Yeah, it really comes down to two major components. Um, number one, it's not what you do, it's who you do it with. No question. So from our perspective, it's if we're going to go in line with somebody, we need to make sure we're a good fit for them and they're a good fit for us. Many things work on paper, but in reality, paper is ex- exactly that. It's just paper. Um, so we have to have the same common objectives to help support the vision of whatever we're going to do together. That's number one from an outside perspective. Our partners are critically important to us, and we hope that we hope to say that they were critically important to them. Um, But to make that work, there's there's really two components. And this one is actually more important than the first is you need to have the right team to support whatever companies we're going to establish. So we spend a lot of time making sure that we work on our culture of the company to make sure we find people that are good fiber for us and we're a good fiber for them to make sure that we can go in and actually deliver. The goods, the companies that we're establishing, to, we can deliver what we we, we promised that we're going to deliver.
0: So it all comes down to people, whether it's the people you partnership with or the people that you are in relationship with from a business standpoint and an, an employment standpoint. If those people are right, the rest tends to kind of fall into place. Would you say that that's a fair statement? <laughs> uh,
1: ridiculously fair. Um, uh, and you can could, you could put a big exclamation point on it. Everything comes down to people. Everything.
0: It does. And you mentioned, though, that we do have to evaluate things on paper because they have to actually work from a financial standpoint. Mm -hmm. And then you have to have the right people. So when we go into an opportunity or when one of our listeners is looking at an opportunity, what are some of the things on paper that they might want to look at to make certain that it really is a valid opportunity that's going to be viable and and generate the desired outcome for both
1: parties? So if we're referring to our space, uh, we need to make sure that it can pay basically pass the asset test as far as respite is concerned. So number one on paper, do you have enough business to be able to support a company that's going to have a number of employees in it? Um, So many people want to come into the business, but they just don't have enough to support it. So number one, do you have the bandwidth? Okay.
0: Um,
1: Number two, are you in the right area that this business will actually work? Um, All states are not created equal, at least in our industry. So there are probably 15, maybe even 20 states where things work really well another handful marginally. and there's some that are really challenging. So number one, do you have the business? Number two, are you in an area where it makes sense? And then number three, uh, and these aren't in any particular order, is if you want if, if you want to go into this arena, um, your next big objective is, is to find that person, that company that you're going to align yourself with.
0: So speaking about companies, Jim, you know, there's plenty of companies that do what we do in space, mm-hmm. right? What would you say are some of the competitive advantages that we as an organization have that others might not have?
1: I'd say the biggest advantage that we have, and, and for a while there weren't many people that were actively competing in our space. They were they were competing against us from a retail perspective. I would say the, I, I would say the biggest advantage slash advantages that we have are, are twofold. Number one is we've made a tremendous number of mistakes. Mm -hmm. So with mistakes comes experience. Some of the best lessons that I have personally learned have been uh, on the heels of some type of failure. Uh, Number two, even when we fail, one thing that always keeps us in the game is this, that we have a ferocious appetite for giving everything we have to make it work. So even when things are not great, um, we are committed and we will do everything in our power to push forward so so for us it's let's grow let's it, we're, we're, we're gonna fall at times but fall forward learn from your mistakes and just keep on fighting every single day
0: so if i had to put that into words or i mean i guess you they did were use words, words. They? you did use words was
1: not sign language if i
0: had to summarize it, how about that mm-hmm. i would say that we need to make certain that you've got critical mass mm-hmm that you have the right people who know what they're doing and that you have people with whom you're okay having failure with. And if it's people that you're willing to work through the obstacles with the end outcome is going to be a very positive and favorable one.
1: Yeah. I think that's very well pointed. So you have to be willing to accept potential failure. It may not happen, but you need to be willing to accept that. Um, And then it comes back to the core, uh, core denominator in all of these conversations, the right people both as a partner and who's gonna help support and make these companies grow.
0: And I think that one of the challenges we see in the marketplace is, you, know, you mentioned a little bit about how we switched and we went from being in the retail space to the partnership space mm-hmm. and we are committed 100% only to that. There's a lot of people in the marketplace that are trying to do both and it's just really difficult to keep both balls in the air where they're trying to run their retail title and escrow shop, but they're also reaching because they know the market wants partnerships. So they're trying to do partnerships as well. And what do you think about that?
1: I think it'd be incredibly difficult. I mean, everybody's different and maybe some are successful. I don't know. Uh, To me, that's a left brain, right brain activity. And um, it's just perhaps my optics. If you're going to do something, in my opinion, do something really great. Don't try and do two things really great or three things really great. Just be really great at one thing. Um, so they are two, di- they are two different, you know, they're two different arenas. And one's not better than the other per se. They're just different.
0: We've talked a lot today about people, having the right people to partner with and having the right team members. So if we had prospective candidates that were thinking about making a career move and think that maybe Tide Alliance has something to offer, what would be your elevated pitch to them? Why should they consider coming over to be a part of our team?
1: Yeah, I think really it's it's going to come down to a couple of different things. It's will the company, whether it's ours or someone else, but here's the number one criteria. Will it offer them the platform to help them grow?
0: Okay.
1: Whatever that may be. Um, number two, is it a good cultural fit for them and for you? If it's not a good cultural fit, then you're just going and getting a paycheck every day. And many people do that. It's not wrong. It's what we have to do. Is it a good fit? And is it an environment that will, through good times and bad, support you and vice versa? So in in, in our world, we're so incredibly dependent in a positive way on our employees. So I feel it's our responsibility to pour into our employees but in turn we do have some expectations they're going to pour back to us and, and we had it was interesting it came up indirectly when we, we were having lunch today and we was with uh it was with four of our leaders and it was like you know we had to shake our head like we, we kind of laugh at some of the challenges that we go through but how many great and dedicated employees that we have that are willing to do everything in their power to make things work
0: absolutely jim in this month's collaboration spotlight i wanted to talk a little bit about one of our companies managed by our area operations manager Lori riley as everybody knows, we've been going through a challenging time with COVID and there's been lots of things to get through. But I learned that she had a closing inside of one of her offices, whereby there were two very elderly people Mm. who were not able to make it to the office, um, were not able to be present during business hours. And the agent was really concerned because they were trying to get them out of their home and into, you know, an assisted living facility type situation. And our closer drove After hours, went to their home and spent 90 minutes just really explaining with great patience what the couple needed to know so that they were able to feel comfortable with the decisions that they were making within the transaction. And it wasn't because somebody said, you have to do this. It was because our team genuinely wanted to be able to go there and wanted to provide the service and really make people feel good right? At the end of the day, it's it's an experience that we're, we're going after. Um, so we just really wanted to say a shout out to Lori and her team for always worrying about the customer and not worrying about themselves.
1: Yeah. And, and that's the first I've heard of that, but that, that doesn't surprise me one bit about Lori. She will put pretty much everybody and everything in front of herself. Um, and sometimes that's, that's, that's not good either, uh, but her commitment and her dedication to her team and to the people she does business with is really second to none
0: it is and it's one of the things that makes us proud to have her as part of our team leading the troops out there in the field
1: i would say beyond proud with a big fat exclamation point
0: like exclamation points today
1: uh, there's two of them i put two of them right there
0: there you go thank you everybody for joining us on this episode of tidal Lions live For more information about Title Alliance, please visit our website at www.titlealliance.com. If you're looking for an opportunity with us, please visit our career site at www.titlealliancecareers.com. Title Alliance produced this podcast with the help of the marketing team at Bow Digital. Be sure to look out for our latest episode released each month. Subscribe to our podcast today on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and other major listening apps.